and welcome to my side of the fence. We are two neighborinos living life through quarantine and the largest civil rights movement in the entire world's history. My you name missed, is. You missed the opportunity to say that we're neighborinos living through quarantinos. God, no, we're na- yeah, you're right. We're neighborinos, and you know this is a shout out to our quarantinos, which is what we're calling our fan base of five people now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it, it, this we're is gonna a get life shirts we're made. Living. We're gonna get shirts great. made. We already have the hashtag. Come at me, Bennigans. Like we're we're really also, getting there, you guys. Hashtag, um, please sponsor us, Bennigans. Hashtag. A North American resurgence that apparently was starting right before the pandemic took place. Um, so I want to support everything that they've got going on in the world. I mean, God damn it, Bennigans, get up in in this bish. Get up in this and bish. Sponsor us. Open a Colorado location. We'll bring all the Quarantinos. Like, yep. It's easy money, buddy. Easy money. <laughs> Give us free I pie. I was I was trolling their um their official website the other day and I found some, some COVID-19 guidance. Um, and I found that they're planning on the closest one I could find to us is that they're planning on opening one. It looks like outside of Kansas city, Missouri. Oh, there you go. Or Kansas. I don't know. Kansas city is a strange Oz type land where there's like the munchkin land. And that's like the Kansas side. And (laughs) then you go to the other side and it's like the side where everyone gets high in the poppy field and then their lives are in danger. And I think that's the Missouri side. So I'm not sure which side it's on. So either way, come at me, Bennigan's. Please sponsor my side of the fence. Like literally Um, come at us by putting like a location in our area. Like literally come at us by (laughs) depositing money into our Venmo accounts. Money or pie. Oh, I'm really stuck pie. on this pie thing. I don't even know if they can sell pie. Venmo, can you Venmo <laughs> mozzarella sticks? <laughs> I mean, they say you want to download a pizza, but they don't know me. Um, <laughs> I would absolutely download some mozzarella sticks. I would. What What was the soup that you liked for Benigan's? French onion soup. We would it's download delicious. that French onion soup like it, there's no tomorrow. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> this episode's off to a great start already. <laughs> Caitlin, outside Some of Benigan's content, <laughs> I mean that's why we're here after all. This was exactly just an excuse to talk about Benigan's and nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> Pride oh Fest 2021, Benigan's. I will see you there. We're gonna get a big booth. We're gonna do oh, big, big booth, booth, babies. Big booth energy. <laughs> big booth energy. Come at me, big booths. <laughs> Come at me with your big booths, Bennigans. I love a big booth. You know what I mean? We're big just women boothy? seeking big booths. I mean, yeah. That that was my um. What was it? Uh, in Cra- on Craigslist. Uh, that was definitely on my Tinder profile at one point. No, I never had Tinder because I'm old and I'm already married. Right. Same. <laughs> Missed opportunities? Missed connections? I know. Mm-hmm. I just want to send up a Tinder that's like, just friends who want to eat with me at Bennigan's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first one to swipe right. I think that's the phrase, swipe right, when you're like saying yes to something. Yeah. I don't you go, know. You go, I'll swipe right on that. I'll kids, swipe right on that. Fellow forming, buddy. <laughs> Stupid fucking Tinder. <laughs> fellow youths. Speaking of fellow youths. Yes. Something that's come up in the news this week that has been increasingly funny and or heartwarming to me has been the inspiring, yes, <laughs> the the actions of the TikTok slash K-pop youths on the American political landscape. And by God, bless them. I'll let them dr- drag millennials all they want. That shit was funny. They're doing the Lord's work, quite honestly. Um, they really, or, or the great 
Cthulhu's work. Or the great I mean, whatever. flying spaghetti monster. Do they still pasta creepily? I don't know. Uh, I, that was never my scene because I don't like creepy. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't do the spoops. That the no, you don't spoop. Teddy Perkins episode of Atlanta was spoop enough for me. That was almost too much. Oh, I got a text about it, and it was funny because like two nights ago, I had warned you because I was yes. like, listening to you talk about how much you love Atlanta, which I saw. I, I watched as it came out, right? But I'm always excited when other people like start watching it because it's so goddamn good, so good. <laughs> and you were like, it's just fun, and you know, there's some really interesting ideas, and and I was like, yeah, like prices on we the piano. Well, we were we were talking about Kean Peel, and I was like, "Hey, have you ever seen Get Out?" And you were like, "I am not watching that. I will not watch a spoopy movie. I will not do it." And I was like, "It's I bet really you won't more watch a thriller a movie." And I just like side eyed you, and I was like, "So how far have you gotten in Atlanta?" <laughs> and like two days later, I get this text from you. It's like, God, I don't want it. it. I don't like Teddy Perkins. I hate it. He's creepy, and I hate it. And this is terrifying. And I'm like, yeah, no, there, there it is. God. Well, that and like she even Brandon. Brandon came home about halfway through the episode. And he's like, what the fuck are you watching? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't sign up for this episode. Uh, but yeah, I mean, now you have to sit through it. Yeah, oh, like, exactly. Now it. And now I, 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 I mean, I thought he was deserving of it anyway. But now I completely understand why Donald Glover got the Emmy. Like he did. Oh, yeah. He worked his ass off on that. Like. Oh, buddy, yeah. you deserved that shit. Well, I think I think that one was for writing. But still, again, deserved also, the writing. Oh, everything about that episode was so good. Even though I hated my, my it. favorite, my favorite Teddy Perkins uh, moment was at the Golden Globes that year. I think it was the it was the Golden Globes or the Emmys. I think it was the Golden Globes, from what where, I looked online. Yeah, and and so Teddy Perkins in full makeup shows up, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's Donald Glover," because he like played him uncredited right. in the episode. Yeah, and then Donald Glover showed up separately. Mm-hmm. So to this day, no one knows who showed up as Teddy Perkins, and it's my favorite mm-hmm. little just award maybe it was show Teddy Perkins that showed years. up as Teddy Perkins. I, I, he's real. Benny is what you should take from this, Woo! buddy. Benny I just, Benny. oh, Darius. I know. But anyway, yeah. back to our Benny's K-pop stands anyway, and our TikTokers. TikTok kids and the K-pop K-poppers. <laughs> so apparently, most of you guys who listen to this are politically aware in some way or another, and know that there was scheduled to be a rally for uh, Donald Trump in Tulsa to reinvigorate his re-election campaign. And last week, we kept seeing things online that were like, this has gotten... And you only could reserve tickets. There were no, like, you have a ticket and that means you get in. Like, it's one of those things, like, when you show up to, like, a pre-screener of a movie where, like, you end up, like, waiting with, like, the first couple hundred people that actually show up and, like, maybe you make it in. Yeah. Uh, But, like, you have to have the printed out thing that says, like, I reserved my seat. So the the social team for the Trump campaign and the campaign manager were just going real hard saying like we've got like a what million. was it like 800,000 people like or whatever this you know There are there are a million tickets reserved. So like they were doing the math. Uh there's actually a, a video of this this woman who's been doing Donald Trump Trump like, oh yeah, quotes. Sarah Cooper. I love her so much. Yeah, um, she's great. Yeah, he was like, well, you know, like nine hundred thousand won't be able to get in because this 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 has a twenty two thousand uh, person limit, and then we're gonna reserve the, the. And it was just like, dude. Yeah, there was there was they built this huge stage outside for overflow, which is not uncommon at political events. Right. I mean, like, I went to an Elizabeth Warren event in twenty sixteen. 
and there was there she was in the the student hall that the event was at uh i think it was on the um the metro state campus and there was an overflow in like their cafeteria area like their their food court where like she could appear on screens later and i think she actually did go out and greet the crowd later as well Uh, so like that's not uncommon that's not uncommon at political events or rallies or anything like that not uncommon at all but they had like built this huge stage to go up outside they were like this arena is definitely 100% sold out. Like, this is incredible for us. This is amazing. It's also, it's it's a huge data mining opportunity for the campaign. So they're right. like, we've got all these people's information. We're going to make sure they get out the vote. It's going to be so great. And then only 6,200 people showed up. Yep. At all. At all. Like, and it took everyone a beat to figure out what had happened. The and internet what had happened was, Trisha, what, what happened? Oh, Caitlin, I am an elder millennial living my life on TikTok. So I've been able to see this unfold this is not an app that i have on my phone so i definitely need this explained to me in detail um so so tiktok is essentially like the video feature on the instagram stories but different um because people will like put audio over it or just make stupid videos like you like i I see a lot of lip syncing yeah lots of lip syncing which a lot of actually uh voice actors for different um american dubbing of animes uh they actually uh, anime sorry take my nerd card away right there um, they they actually use tiktok and they say you know this is a really good place if you want to get into voice acting because voice acting is just lip syncing in reverse so if you can master the lip syncing part then you can become a voice actor which i thought was pretty interesting cool. but there's there's a lot of like creative videos a lot of i think i talked about it previously on one of our last episodes about how like unfortunately it's kind of Got some issues with racism. Yeah, there's been some, and and TikTok's admitted this. It's a Chinese company yeah. that owns it, and they have admitted, in, especially in different regions, especially blocking certain hashtags, certain um, having moderators go and look at certain profiles and seeing like, do they match the aesthetics of what we want for this area? Mm-hmm. And that has diminished a lot of LGBTQ voices and Black voices, especially mm-hmm. in the Americas. Yeah. And that has been obviously noticed uh, yes, since exactly. then. And I think one of the important things to notice or note too, it's just like any other social media platform, as far as if you're looking at the page of people you're following, you obviously curate your own sort of what you want to be an audience member of. So mm-hmm. like I personally, being the person I am, um, I'm assuming that the people that have listened to the podcast know that I'm also very politically involved, mindful of different cultures, races, ethnic, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like very you, want, you want a diverse feed. Exactly. Um, so mine has lots of black creators, indigenous creators, uh, Hispanic creators, like super, it's super gay. Yeah. Um, like you're seeking <laughs> out those voices yeah, though. Exactly. But when yeah. you do go over to like the suggested for you page, They'll take into account what you already follow and like. Again, it goes into his like what you're curating your space. So, uh, but mm-hmm. with uh, with TikTok, it is a Gen Z app essentially. Obviously, they're not the only ones on it, especially since quarantine. A bunch of millennials downloaded it. It's there's no age limit on it. It's just it was primarily right. used by high schoolers. Uh, well, it's like that bite size, like almost like vine for the like younger generation in some ways but also incorporating just those fast bits of information and getting things out there in a way that i don't know that vine ever really accomplished like it seems tonally different it's very very different because i think in vine's 
biggest, like, when it was at its largest um, usage, it actually, like, I mean, there were still things happening in the world, but um, not to the degree that we're at now. Um, so I think that this is culmination of the quarantine and the civil rights movement, everything like that uh, has led these younger people on the app to want to get involved because unfortunately, a lot of them are like 15 to 18. So those that, those age groups that they, unfortunately they can't really vote like until they're 18, of course, but like there's not much they can actually do to change the world. So what they decided they could do and what, Nobody left any room for error for on the Trump campaign side of things is they decided that the tickets to the Trump rally in Tulsa were free and therefore they could And make, you could reserve like two per, yeah, per email address email. or whatever. Exactly. So they they decided that they were going to reserve as many as they physically could. They made countless fake emails. They like, did all this stuff. Um, they also shared with people what kind of questions were being asked when you're reserving tickets, which I don't know if you saw the screen caps from that, but it was like, who do you plan on voting for in 2020? President Trump or China Joe? And just stuff like that. Whoa! Yeah! <laughs> I also, I did see there was a, some of the, the TikTok tutorials on how to reserve the tickets were funny because a lot of them were deleted within 24 hours of posting because the idea was to blast this information out, get it to as many people as humanly possible, and then delete it so that when these, you know, folks that work on the Trump campaign who are not savvy to TikTok yeah. go and try to find these, you know, any hints that there's anything untoward going on, there are no posts to search exactly. and so like they were sharing things like here are all of the area codes and zip codes in tulsa yeah so that it looks like you're close yeah close enough and that you're they can count it as someone who's probably going to show up mm -hmm. because if the trump campaign if, if you know the people running the website or whatever had started to see that there were a bunch of addresses in south korea yeah they were like probably going to junk those and know right. that those aren't real but because these kids did such a good job of masking where this information was all coming from the data uh that any data that was legitimate that could have been coming through for people reserving tickets for this is so bogged down by all of these kids putting in junk data yeah. that there's no telling what's real and what's not i mean some people put things like fuck trump is the name right but like obviously a lot of people put like real names of people in the world some people put like variations on their names and like yeah. just even the even the idea that like 15 and 60 year olds who can't vote the trump campaign has maybe some of their information but again junk information because yeah. it has nothing to do with people that are actually of age to vote so they just completely bogged down an entire operation yeah. overnight which exactly. is exactly incredible well them and also the k-pop stands which uh for anybody that doesn't know what K-pop is, it is Korean pop music. Um, yes. They have a very large following across the world. Um, it's starting to become a little bit more mainstream here in in the United States, but it, it's been a, a thing for a while now. Um, and their it's, fan base I mean, it's gotten to be the point, rabid. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> gotten to the point recently where... You've even started to see some of these groups uh, like BTS, like on like Jimmy Fallon and things like that, where they're actually making more mainstream appearances. I know they one of those groups actually played Denver pretty recently, and we actually knew people who went. I find K-pop to be a lot like WWE, where <laughs> I know a lot of people are really like 
emphatically into it. Yeah. And I I wish him well. I don't understand it. Right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that like NASCAR, uh, which apparently I'm going to be a fan of. Soon. Apparently we're um, NASCAR fans now. We're, I mean, we're NASCAR stands. Uh. We stand the NAS. We stand the NAS. Uh. We stand a NAS. But anyway, so these kids are great. And these kids, so the kids they, are all right. <laughs> And, and the other thing the, the K-pop fans did in particular was when there was um, the, the Blackout Tuesday stuff going on, meanwhile, parallel to all of the controversy going on within that hashtag, um, the K-pop stands were log jamming all of the, like, white nationalist hashtags <laughs> with, like, K-pop idol videos. Yeah. They did that with and the... And so, like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. They couldn't even get their own comms across... <laughs> to do counter protests to like the protests for black lives matter because the K-pop stands had come in and flooded with so much ridiculous, like imagery and videos and stuff that had nothing to do with like, you know, promoting the police. And, right. Like, yeah. Hey, like, yay, white people. I don't know. Like, I don't know what Nazis talk about on the street <laughs> time, but like, <laughs> you know, the, the K-pop stands came in and just, you know, wrecked some shit and like yeah. it really wasn't hard for them to do because these kids just mobilize in insane numbers so quickly and my favorite thing on Twitter to do in the days following the Tulsa rally was people, you know, Gen Xers mostly because people like older than us by like what, like 10-15 years with their teenage kids yeah. and you know, sitting over, over the breakfast table and going you know, did you know about this Tulsa thing? Yeah mom, I reserved two tickets. Like, and seeing <laughs> yeah, that same that. tweet, like some variation of that tweet, I saw that all day the day after the Tulsa rally and I just kept cracking up. It was so funny. It was so just so proud. pure. Like, oh god damn it. Love uh, those you know, kids. Good for them. And I mean the K-pop stands also because like after the first week or so of the um, protests they actually, there are some police departments that released like anonymous tip information so that way you could like send in like suspicious pictures yes that was the dallas police department that did that and the k-pop stands when submitted their fan cams of like their recordings of the bands and i'm like well to the point where it crashed the app they had to take it down (laughs) they had to take it down which was just fantastic i mean the we've seen similar campaigns like with i think I don't think it was Korea. I think it was Japan where there was like a homework app. Yeah. And the the kids realized if they flooded it with like videos of, you know, pop stars and stuff like that, that it would similarly crash it so that no one had to do homework. Right, like exactly. in the entire country yeah. or any school that used this software. Yeah. And so like they've been using this kind of methodology, I think, for a bit now. And it's interesting to see that like some of these initiatives they're using it for. I mean, obviously, fuck homework, take down homework. Honestly, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the idea that these are 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 pretty ethical causes and moral right causes that they're putting their weight behind is pretty incredible. And it made me think about like, you know, from what little I understand about the K-pop like culture, that there's a lot of stock in doing good for the world as one of like the representations of what this music is supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. And so it really seems like they're carrying through these messages with these fan bases actions which like we're part of nerd culture a lot of nerd culture is very toxic and terrible yep. but it seems like the k-pop stands at least the side that we're seeing currently is is very nice and doing good things for good reasons and yes. i like that there have been like skirmishes skirmishes with some kind of race-based things but 
Uh-huh. What they are doing right now is great, and it should not be discredited. So, like, I'm oh, absolutely. Again, like you said, they, they, those, the Gen Zs, Zoomers, they can roast me all they want. Um, <laughs> yeah, drag me, Gen Z. I, that's fine. Drag me, please. I will, I will drag myself harder than you can possibly drag me. Is this where the term zaddy came from? Put, you know, <gasps> daddy plus Zoomer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, but it makes me laugh. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I actually, um, funny note, I may, my my most popular videos right now on TikTok are of me losing one of my eyelashes down the the bathroom sink. Um, That's peak millennial. Yeah, it's peak millennial, so please fucking drag me for it. Um, (laughs) And if that's what I become famous on TikTok for, like, I mean, great, cool, people think, that I'm funny, but also I'm only in that moment funny because of misery, which again, peak millennial. Like, I couldn't make this shit up. Like, I literally was in the middle of, I, I was making a multiple part series of how to properly wash your false eyelashes, and I went to drain the water out of the mason dryer I was using because I couldn't get the tweezers to pick up the eyelashes, and they both fell out, and one went right down the drain, and I'm like, <laughs> after all that effort yeah and edit tiktoks take a lot more time than you would think because especially if you try to add captions which a lot of people again this goes back into like the generation that's coming after us is incredibly thoughtful and caring and wanting to do better but um, what they're really pushing is to try to caption all your audio that way mm-hmm. people that have um, audio issues or have the, the Audio. Well, they're trying to make everything more accessible. Yes, in- inclusive, accessible, all of that. So, like, for me, for that first part, I spent a good 15, 20 minutes just adding my captions and making music right and all of that. And then I start filming the second one, and I'm like, well, fuck, all that's literally down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally down the drain. So that's the, like, beauty and the curse of TikTok is if you're special, especially because the videos are only, like, 15 to 60 seconds long essentially that's like the the framework you can use so if you are making multiple part series you just have to be very careful with it um that's fair not be a yeah i my and my only interaction with tiktok has been via instagram because again i'm an elder millennial and i don't want another app on my phone i just downloaded noom because i need to get my life under control and i just can't have that and tiktok so um my interactions have all been through instagram um because i do follow like a couple of um like healthcare related channels and i send you some that i find that are funny yeah, my coworkers and I usually send each other funny ones throughout the day, um, especially about like psych nursing and things like that. Which like, because there's not like a lot of therapy based uh, TikToks. I mean, there's some, but well, again, that goes back into the feed that you curate. Because I actually get suggested right. a lot of the therapy ones. Um, I don't know if that well, says about thing- me. Or yeah, the people the things, that I follow. The things we're looking for are, you know, spooking our, spoofing our work environment, which is um, more hospital-based. That's fair, yeah. Um, so more like, more like healthcare-ish yeah. than, um, more like, than like counseling and therapy. Right, like the millennial um, so, therapist I sent you. <laughs> yeah. <Keep laughs> oh my god, I love him. He's so pure. Um, he's great. It'd be like, it'd be like that sometimes. Um, all which, the time. But not all the times. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we... <laughs> That's that's really my biggest interaction with TikTok right now is that um it's a lot of like psych nursing like memery. Yeah. And so that's pretty fun. Um but it's it's I 
I don't want to download another goddamn app, but at the same time, send me funny ones. Send me funny TikToks. If you are a person that listens to this podcast, <laughs> there are places and ways and means to find me and send me TikToks. So get me interested in it, fam. Yeah. Give me a reason. Fellow kids. Fellow nerds. Uh, Fellow youths. Youths. Where's my skateboard? <laughs> Where's my backwards hat? Uh, you'll have to let me know how Noom is, though, because I've been seeing ads for it for a while. I've been thinking about downloading it, so. I downloaded the, the two-week trial, so the way, yeah, the way it works is this is one of those ones where, like, if you go to, you can delete it after the two-week trial or do whatever you're going to do. I had only really heard about it through other podcasts, um, so I was a little wary of it because, like, anytime something's being advertised on a podcast, there's, like, a 40% chance minimum that it's garbage. Right. Um... I mean, there's, I mean, that leaves you with more than half that aren't, but um, at the same time, this is a pretty high chance. Right, yeah. So I actually had some friends who work in the mental health world with me who said that a lot of their approach is based in, in psychology, and not just psychology from, like, an educational standpoint, because it's not all education-based. Right. It's more focused on, like, okay, but, like, what's the point of you doing things the way you do them? Like, look at your patterns. Is this making you happy? Mm-hmm. And, like, if it's not making you happy, like, what part of it is working for you? Like, what's the reason you come back to it? And so it challenges your thinking more so than, like, saying you had 67 carbs today. Right, yeah. You fat piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, like, that was the way it, that was the way it was described to me um, earlier this week. And I was like, all right, I, I can download that for, like, two weeks and see what's up. Yeah. So I'll, I'll weigh back in and let you know. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited for you to try it too. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so obviously social media is one thing that we definitely use a lot here in our quarantines. Um, and we're just happy to, happy to have helpful apps and helpful people on those apps too. Sorry guys, we're a little sleepy. We got real, we got real, real, real there for a minute. We got real, 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 real quick. Real. Um, so guess what? You know, it's out of style. Fucking oh, racist God, statues. A, such a faux pas. Great shit. Great shit. What what would you know with all the statues coming down? It sounds like the statue of Andrew Jackson is probably coming like down. Like literally tonight in DC, right now while we're recording. Uh, which, you know, <laughs> literally while we're recording, I was watching parts of it live on yeah. Twitter earlier, and I actually saw friends of mine requesting that anybody in the area needs to come to formerly like the area right next to Lafayette Park, but now known as BLM Plaza, to kind of. St- make a last stand against this <laughs> statue because the police were reinforcements were being called yeah. in to move the crowd out. And so they were mobilizing each other to bring yeah. more crowd in. And so it's just been really crazy to watch in real time that like, this is not going to let up and God, what right. a great feeling that like, we're examining these things that some of them were just like things, especially when I like lived in DC and like the Northern Virginia area that like, I just right. passed on the street every day and I like, didn't think too hard about some of the statues that I was passing. Cause like in DC, every other goddamn corner has a giant ass statue usually on it. Political and so in power. Sure. They're people from history. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? And like, you either pay attention to it or you don't. And I had like lots of shit going on when I lived in DC. So I didn't always stop to right. look at every single statue, but like, it's crazy now to be like, Oh no, like that yeah, should totally come that? down. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like let's have statues for yeah, other and better stuff. The Andrew Jackson statue. I mean, come on. Sure. He was a president. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Whatever. Tears. But he was fucking terrible. Like 
Our, yeah, fuck that guy. Because it's history doesn't mean we have to keep it on up as a statue. Like, I mean, you don't see Germans say, well, there's no statues of Hitler, so how are we supposed to know he was bad? Like, they fucking get taught right. it in school. They read a book. They go to <laughs> museums. You don't need a statue. I did read something the other day that there was, um, in the last three years, millions of dollars in funding were cut from yep. library budgets forcing i think it was like over 800 libraries across the country to close and so it's like we're limiting our our children's access to books but like we're gonna keep these stupid ass statues yeah not only that this is yeah we don't have quote unquote don't have money for keeping the libraries open or having the proper staff for schools or the proper equipment for schools but we can have 600 million dollars in police budgets like what like what right. <laughs> and we can give bailouts constantly like we can get we can pay for for how many yeah. public school teachers and pay yeah. them what they're worth and maybe get rid of a few goddamn yeah. tanks like Imagine that's a great what that would give us like just the price of the metal alone fuck <laughs> i mean here's the thing here's the thing what should replace the andrew jackson literally statue? anything else um but like us yeah but like if you could put like one thing as a statue and be like this like like that meme that's like what would make uh, this better well i did see one in london that was a paddington bear yeah <gasps> is it at I paddington station I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's outdoors as well. i don't know it's on a bench outdoors somewhere there's also one of mr bean uh somewhere in the uk so just for for you know Shits and giggles, sure, something like that would be cute, but maybe having a statue to commemorate uh, the Underground Railroad, which is something that should be on a bigger platform than Andrew Jackson anyway. Just, again, shits and giggles. I mean, unfortunately, even Lincoln was a racist. Um, He wasn't really trying to free slaves because he thought that they, like, deserved to be free. He, it was just part of the platform that helped him, like, keep going as president, but it didn't really pay off in the end for him, but that's... Yeah. Personally, maybe He, he not, needed that yeah. platform like he needed a hole in the head. Uh, <laughs> there's so much to unpack. You don't have, we to don't unpa- have time to I, unpack I, all of that. I, I, I mean, I would apologize, <laughs> but I don't fucking mean it. Um... <laughs> Jesus. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I mean, like any number of Pokemon right, starters like, would I, I, be great. I wouldn't mind. You know, like yeah. a Bulbasaur. Um, a Ron Swanson yeah, statue. Great. Oh, Ron Swanson. But Ron Swanson know. would not want public funds to be used to be I know, that's why I want Swanson. it. Ooh, like <laughs> one of, uh, of uh, Carrie Fisher just flipping people off. Just, oh, just flipping people off. Great. And it like at like twelve oh five every day it just like yes. shoots glitter yes. confetti. <laughs> and like she has like L- tiny little yes. LEDs on her cheek that look like glitter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we could get one of, of oh, Elmo. Yeah, Elmo Big Bird. That'd um, be great. There's I've I've got a big Elmo do, fan base yeah, in my house right always. now. Yeah. You get what? Cookie Monster mm-hmm. and Gonger. For those of you who aren't in the know, the modern Cookie Monster uh, owns a food truck with his friend Gonger, who is a tiny pink Muppet, 
and gonger is my favorite <laughs> and i ordered myself a tiny gonger plush as a gift on my birthday to myself and then my toddler decided that it's now the toy that he sleeps with every night and if you don't have gonger ready he goes i want gonger and then you have to give him a gonger and he like curls his arm around him and goes oh, to sleep. But so, anyway that's the story about how i had a gonger plush for 10 <laughs> as <minutes>. an adult <laughs> And then your child took it. Hey, man, he's a cute Muppet. I get it. He's a cute Muppet, and he makes makes banana-na-na-na chips, and he's my favorite Muppet. Good for him. Come at me, Sesame Street Workshop. Like, come visit. Um. (laughs) Please do. My toddler. I mean, I've learned more about... And or terrified. Um, I've learned more about the value of life through the streets, through the Sesame Streets, than I have about... Like through Congress and the Senate. Also, I appreciate how angry Elmo makes Tucker Carlson. And if anything can make that bloated piece of shit angry, I- I'm pro, pro Elmo. Yeah, fuck Tucker Carlson. Straight he up. Just straight sucks. I mean, I can't think of like one human being who's straight sucks. I mean, sucks more okay. Than but I, I was going to say. <laughs> but like, here's the thing he's a little rich boy, um, frozen TV dinner boy. And right. he's a Nazi, so fuck him. Little frozen beep, TV beep, dinner beep, baby beep, Nazi. Beep, Maybe he can fart into his diapers more about how much he doesn't like Elmo. You know what? I would have got. I would have yeah. been with you if you didn't like Rudy. Rudy. I don't like Rudy. Don't but you know what? Don't come We're for Elmo. Come for you, bud. Don't come for Elmo. You come for Elmo. We come for you, bud. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't come for Elmo though. So yeah, uh, what about some local news? Um, Jared Polis is the first state governor, obviously state governor, to sign in such an awesome, expansive uh, bill about um, police accountability, which I think is awesome. He uh, has a... He's got some good first steps. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a first step needed. Um, We need more, but again, we're not going to discredit what we have now. What we have gotten in the last few weeks as any kind of starting point, which is better than what we had a couple of Right, and not only that, we have to remember that this is Jared Polis' first term as governor, and the fact that he's even, he even considered doing something this quote-unquote controversial in his first term, like, good, good for him. Like, I'm glad he's getting that motion going. Yeah, the big thing out of that bill was that he removed uh, qualified immunity for police officers, which... Most of y'all are in the know, but for those of you that aren't, that is essentially that police can't be civilly sued for um, the things that happen essentially in their line of duty, unless it's like considered to be, you know, essentially an egregious uh, violation of rights that any average person could pick up on, which of course has led to most cases being thrown out, even when they've tried to express that those have gone past those uh, things that most people would normally recognize as wrong with a capital W. So really just taking the ambiguity out and saying, no, like this is, you know, you shouldn't be violating people's rights in right. general. That's just something that we really need to get back on track with as yeah, a group. You should just definitely so not again, be killing people for no reason. You would think that would be a place right. to start. Last I checked, they're police officers, not judge, jury, and executioner, but I guess... Right. So, I mean, you know, we're seeing progress. It is by no means an invitation for us to let up on the gas for fighting for what is is right and true in our society to protect all people. 
and to right some institutional wrongs and some systemic wrongs. But there's a little little bright, bright shining piece of good news there. Yeah, exactly. I like good news and I cannot lie. So another cool thing that I saw, it's not local, but in California, they did officially put in a mandated mask ordinance, which a lot of people think uh-huh. that Polis is going to be start following suit, which I'm pretty excited for. Yeah. But we'll have to see how it goes. I think that it's it's high time. Like, this is something that, you know, we, we went into quarantine for a, a month to try and avoid the numbers we're at now, but nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So the least we can do is wear a mask. And I'm, I really, really hope that Polis does pass that. Well, and for all the the hullabaloo about hairdressers and the the hairdressers being like one of the first groups that were be feeling the pressure to open back up whether or not those those folks wanted to or not yeah you know there was a case and i can't remember what city it was but there were two hairdressers who both it turned out later had covid19 yes, and they contact traced uh what was it like 150 clients between the two of them yeah and actually because the hairdressers and the clients had both been wearing masks none of their clients got covid19 exactly so it just goes to show like no matter what the the mask conspirists think it actually saves lives yep and doesn't really matter if you know how it works or why it works it's it's clearly helping people and preventing the spread of disease so you know hey there's something nice there's a little nice mm. in your in your day because yeah. I still desperately need a haircut and it's real gross. Oh, buddy, same. Oh man, my kiddo also desperately needs a haircut. He starts to little look a little like Boris Johnson when his hair gets too long because it's really fine like mine, but it's also just like his is very blonde, <laughs> and so it's just this mop of unruly hair that gets very like tangled and gross. And and sunscreen <laughs> in it. Oh, he put sunscreen in it the other day at school, and then he got his hand stuck in it, and he like tore part of his hair out. Oh, uh, trying to get his hand out. It's it's like a little, it was yeah. like a little tough to hair. Yeah, of but, course. Like, I was like, oh, buddy. So I mean, like the want to go to the hairdresser is very real right now. Right. Someone might be getting a bowl cut soon. Old school bowl cuts. Oh, I can help cut his hair if he as long as we make him sit still somehow. Uh, well, I I'm pretty handy still, with like, the scissors. Right, and then. The thing is, we won't go as fast as the lady that normally cuts his hair because we go to like a children's hairstylist. That, um, normally, they, they like put them in a car yeah. and like a little airplane or a car and they get them in and out within five minutes. The right. thing is, the place we normally go is only walk-ins. Yeah. So we need to get in touch with them and see if they'll do like um, appointments now. Right. So we don't have to wait in the same little waiting room with like 10 other children yeah. because masks in kids under three is not uh, indicated for safe use so that's the kind of thing that like we're looking at day-to-day managing i know there's a lot of people who are like already planning big vacations and like traveling and all this stuff and you know i i guess power to you i know there's some some of my 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 friends and acquaintances have had to travel for work and they've been appropriately cautious about how to do that but it's you know it's weird i see others of my friends and family that are like yeah we're taking this trip and we're doing this this and that and i'm like yeah not doing any of those things nope, nope. Not anytime soon yeah i'm micromanaging how to get my kid a haircut right yeah <laughs> apparently some very, cruise ships are opening in august it's like living on a different planet than some people it really um, truly is and I I'm guess like i i don't know it, it is but like they, they don't realize that their actions are still dangerous to the rest of us i know whether or not they it's, want to it's or very, not it's very strange to me. I actually talked to a friend from high school today, and it's really sad because he got uh, COVID, 
And then his wife and her family actually got it too. And her, her dad actually passed away. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's like, that's probably the closest that it's been to me personally, because I know this guy mm-hmm. pretty well. Like we were, we always hung out all, all the time in high school. And so it's just really sad. It's really depressing to know that like, Right. He has to, he's going out, he, he's trying not to go out in public at all because he's like, I'm not even sure if I'm still contagious. Like, I'm not sure if I'm actually immune. Like, because there's so much unknown about it. Like, well, and can you imagine the survivor's guilt that goes along exactly. with that? Exactly. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, why did I live? Yeah. What a terrible burden to have to carry with you. Exactly. And to not be sure if it was you or not, or does it matter if it was you? Like, yeah. you know, and I, I do know of a couple cases of, of, either friends of friends or friends, family members who have sadly passed away due to COVID. And it's one of those things where you like see it just happening like a slow moving car crash because it's, there's nothing you can do about it exactly. from, from people that are like several degrees away uh, socially or, or what have you. And, you know, no amount of, you know, donating money to a GoFundMe is going to make up for someone's family member being dead. Um, that's just, Nothing really makes that up. Yeah. You can't bring that person back. I mean, it, I think this is why we have such a large civil rights movement during this time, too, is because people are already upset and depressed and mad that these basic social rules aren't being followed in order well, to and prevent... Well, people of color, specifically uh-huh. black people, yeah. are disproportionately being affected by COVID, as yeah. as seems to happen in many public health crises, yeah. because there's either misinformation being spread into their communities, there's a lack of resources, there's a lack of testing, um, and it results in a body count. Lack of funding, and, yeah. I mean, it's, it's no surprise that we've ended up in a powder keg that has been going off pretty frequently. Also... Speaking of which, have you noticed the fireworks? Yeah, what is that, that have about? Been more of a thing? They're so, not necessary. They're not the typical Aurora fireworks that we have, right? Because um, we lived we lived in Aurora this time last year, and I mean, obviously, I've lived in many other major cities right. where like there's not usually like almost a month's worth of fireworks yeah. just going off consistently every night. It usually starts around this time and goes to like the middle of july but like but the volume of it has been astounding and the sizes and, of the fireworks they're not so and um, i'm i'm not generally a, a super galaxy brain conspiracy theory person right but there has been indications that in some areas i don't know if this is true of aurora or not but um in some areas of the country there has been more and more evidence that part of a police operation to promote discord within communities by shooting off fireworks at all hours of the night making cranky people already crankier and also by creating a noise disturbance creating a reason for police to be coming in and patrolling communities yep so i mean like something to consider i don't know but like at the same time like i do know that like because a lot of areas are under are not going to have giant fourth of july celebrations there have been maybe more fireworks than normal for sale at like the place around the corner that has fireworks. So like, I just don't know what to believe, but I just thought that was really strange when I started reading some of the the conspiracy theories about it, which again, not a conspiracy theory person, but like, it's the first time I've been like, that might be a psyop. Well, not only only that, but here in Colorado, we actually for personal use have 
bans on big fireworks. That's why a lot of right. people do drive and I've up I've been to... hearing big ones. Exactly. So, like, the little, the firework booths throughout the state, they sell the smaller ones. They're usually, like, sparklers, sparklers. and tiny pop-off ones. And there are the people that do drive up to Wyoming and go and buy fireworks there because mm-hmm. you can do that. You can still bring them across state right. lines. However, again, like, these are giant fireworks. Um, somebody, somebody has been setting them off near the Capitol, too. Mm-hmm. Which here in Denver, that's the epicenter of our protests. So um, I, I, it really makes sense to me that that's that maybe something that could be a thing that that is happening with the police doing that. It kind of reminds me of the brick situation we had at the at during these protests, like yeah, mysterious like the, pallets the of bricks showing the up, destruction power ups located yeah. on every other street corner, but no other areas seeming to be working on or under construction. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> If it glows, it's important. <laughs> I found brick. I found um, <laughs> it's very effective. Um, it was super effective. Super effective. But yeah, so it's like again, I'm also I try also try not to be one of those conspiracy theorists, but like right, I try not to to sow discord where there isn't any. But like this is it's one of those things where I've seen people talking about it in many different areas of the country kind of all over the last couple days like it's yep. turned from like whispers to straight up people being like so who's setting off all these fireworks exactly and that was the same with the bricks because these pallets of bricks were just mysteriously in places that protests were taking part in across the country so right. it's like it gives that same feeling that these crying cop videos give me where it's like yeah you're it's really trying setting. you're really trying aren't you but like mm-hmm. you for the most part, like, like the egg McMuffin lady wasn't even a cop. She would turn out to be a security guard. Yeah. Oh, like it's just the, the amount of like entitlement with that. Like my mm-hmm. husband's insecurity. He would, he would never, he would never act like that. Like now, luckily he doesn't have like, he's not armed, which I'm glad for during this time. But like, again, he would never act like that. Like cry yeah. over a McMuffin. Like, I've no. had to be pulled into the wait line, like, so many well, times. The, the scary thing about, yeah, like, the people like that who just expect discounts everywhere, like, there are so many registers at fast food places and bakeries and all kinds of stuff that have a button that just says police. Yeah. So that you can, like, essentially just keep tabs of how many free meals you give away so yeah. you can write it off. Yeah. Because it's, like, literally paying for protection. Yeah. And it's essentially like a mob bracket in that way. And mm-hmm. it's, like, really gross and it makes me upset. And it actually made me upset to the point where, like, when, like, McDonald's and a couple other places were doing, um, like, free meals for first responders. Yeah. Um, and like, I know the, like the quick stop and things like that, we're doing like free, um, soft drinks for first responders, stuff like that. And all you had to do was like wear your badge and it would give it to you for free. I actually would like actively hide my badge in my purse (laughs) because like, it made me feel so guilty. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, there's someone who really needs this. Like I am going to my job and getting paid to like do my job. And like my job is, you know, at times has hazards just like any other job. But, like, I, I felt so guilty that, that it was being offered that I actually never took a single discount. Yeah, that's how, that's how um, Brandon is with Veterans Day stuff. He, he absolutely right. hates it. Like, he doesn't like the fact that we glorify that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. which makes, again, it makes sense. Right. And it's one of those things, yeah, with, like, the Veterans stuff. Like, some places just offer, like, standing Veterans discounts. And it's, yeah. like... There's like no, there, there is real, there should be no shame in taking something like that when it's being freely offered. But I think the thing with cops is that it's become an expectation that it will be offered. And if it won't be offered, it will just be taken. Yeah. And so it results in things like the egg muffin video. 
that is just filled with paranoia. And it's a hot mess. And those are the people, not that woman in particular, but those are the kinds of people that we're putting in um, some very interesting situations with regard to managing essentially our freedoms. Exactly. And, oh my God, if an Egg McMuffin can set you off that hard, like... That's not somebody that should be handling a weapon. No. That's not somebody that should be doing anything in relating to, like, just dealing with the public. Yeah. Dealing with the public at all. I mean, you shouldn't work at, you know, the kids at friggin' Dutch Bros have a better demeanor and better de-escalation skills than our local police department. Right, exactly. And I'm sure the people at the McDonald's have better de-escalation skills than she, like... I mean, I've seen people try to cut other people off in that Dutch Bros drive-thru, oh, yeah. and by God, those teens come through. They are Team on Team it. Zoomer is on team it Zoomer. in that line, man. Thank you they for are, your service, Zoomers. They are mm-hmm. firm but polite, and yeah. they, they do not put up with people's bullshit in that no. line, I'll tell you what. They do not. They do not. And they probably put up with a lot. They probably have to deal with a lot, and I don't, I could not do it. I've worked way too many customer service jobs, and sure, I've got the de-escalation training, but I just don't have the mentality anymore. I don't have the patience for it anymore. I mean, like, honestly, like, it's it's a hard job. I mean, working in fast food and working in, like, food service, like, is some of the hardest work you can possibly do. Mm -hmm. Working in customer, any sort of, like, customer-facing job, you gotta be ready for the fact that you will have to deal with some crazy and entitled people. I mean, my last job... You have to be emotionally prepared for that. Yes, you have to be ready. My last job was, like, the biggest first world job that I've ever had. It was a great job. I loved it. But it was very first world problems. And it really showed in the people that... And catering to first world problems. catering to first world problems and first world people. And catering to their incessant need to be the most important person at that very second. And when you have five people like that at one time, it can be very draining. And... I just, I'm glad that there are, are people who are stronger than I am who <laughs> could continue <laughs> that work, I guess, is the only thing I can say. It's just, right. it's just exhausting to, to think about. <laughs> uh, so, Trisha, I, I know, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things tonight. You got any closing words going into this week? Um, you know, throw it back to Gen Zoomers. Gen Zoomers. Uh, that's their new name. Bennigans, come at us and open a location. I promise that we will make it worth your time and money. And as always, wear your fucking mask. Be a good person. Yeah, same. Wear your fucking masks and have fun playing on your ticks and your talks. <laughs> I'm sure they're very <laughs> powerful. <laughs> I know they're powerful is how I can describe them. Mm-hmm. So um, as they say on TikTok, TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak your language. You're doing a good job. I'm part of your world. Ah, um, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm singing that because I don't want to get a cease and desist. Yeah, but you know, all you got to do is slap a Punisher logo on yeah. it, and then D- uh, Disney will never come for you. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, apparently, likely. You can't you can't put Spider Man on a child's headstone, no. but you can slap Punisher on basically any kind of police brutality force. Yeah, exactly. And it's probably fine, it's right, probably Disney? Fine. Right, Disney? Come at me, Disney. Come at me, come at Disney. Me, Disney. <laughs> hashtag come at me, Bennigans. And hashtag yep. quarantinos. You guys know what to do. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>